Our topic this morning is reaching forward. An ancient Greek thinker once said, an unexamined life is not worth living. An unexamined life is not worth living. And by that he meant that an unexamined human life is deprived of meaning and purpose of existence. He said that a human life needs introspection and examination for its growth. Introspection help, helps us to help us in our pursuit of wisdom and the search of truth. And I think that is true of the Christian life. We can go from year to year, week to week, month to month, without examining our lives, our Christian lives, we'll not be living the purpose because our lives will be devoured of truth that helps us to grow. So the Christian life requires constant examination of our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we are to grow in Christ and be like him, we must sit down and see how far we've come, what are the mistakes in our lives, how are we pleasing the Lord. So the question for you and I this morning, as follower of Christ, when was the time, when was the last time you really sat down and took a look, a keen look, a keen examination of your spiritual life, your walk with Christ? When was the last time you and I reevaluated our relationship with Christ. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Because it's more than just coming to church. What is required is introspection. And thank God some of you daily, you make resolutions. But some of those resolutions are not Christ-centered in most cases. They're about, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. I want a new job. Our pastor this morning will help us to examine our Christian life, our relationship with Christ, whether we are progressing or regressing. So please turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 12 to 14. And this is the powerful word of God. Not that I have already obtained it or I'm already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. 
But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the price of the overall call of God that is in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Oh, Father, we can go on living from year to year. Holy Spirit, will you please help us to, to look deep down within ourselves and see where we stand with you. Whether you are pleased with us, Lord. Whether we are striving to grow. Whether, Christ, whether or not Christ is our goal, our aim. So may this word of God help us this morning, Lord. And we just lay bare before you. There's nothing hidden about us before you. You know already. You just want us to recognize what is wrong and make amen, make corrections, and make progress. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul had two spiritual evaluation, evaluations of his relationship with Jesus. The first examination, self-examination, let me be specific. The first self-examination was after his conversion as he recounted in verses four and six of this chapter, chapter three of Philippians. And that self-examination includes things he pursued, things that he cherished before he became a follower of a Christ. And now, in retrospection, he regrets. He counts everything as rubbish as compared to his new spiritual goal, knowing Christ is that goal. The second introspection was 30 years after his conversion. As he was now sitting in a Roman prison, and he wrote verses, nine, verses 7 to 9, he examined all he has, he has accomplished as an apostle. And in retrospect, he now considers all his accomplishments as nothing. All that he has gained, all that he has suffered, he considers as nothing as compared to him experiencing a relationship with Christ. And with that realization, he says three, he said he set his life goal. And that goal is to know Christ. To know Christ deeply and to be like him, as we see in verses 10 to 11. Verses 10 to 11. So he uses an analogy of a runner in a race to demonstrate his zeal in reaching his goal. Verses 12 to 14, we're going to look at. And, and these Verses give us three valuable principles for reaching the Christian goal, growing in Christ, 
and becoming like him. The first is that we have an ever-growing desire to know and to be like Jesus. Have an ever-growing desire to know Christ and to become like him. And Paul said, not that I have already become perfect. After a sincere self-examination of his walk with Christ, Paul now resolves to do better. And I think we should do the same. We should do better. In Colossians 2, 6 to 7, we are admonished. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and ever, and ever flowing with gratitude. And Peter tells us in Peter, 2 Peter 3, 18, but now grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, to him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Perhaps the Philippian Christian was looking at Paul as a spiritual giant. And he has arrived. Oh, this man. They were looking up to him. As a spiritual giant. And Paul said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't put me on our pedestal. I got more growing to do. I'm just trying. I'm not perfect yet. I have not arrived. I have more growing to do. And equally, we must think the same way. We must never think we have arrived spiritually. We have more growing to do, friends. So first, we must be honest with ourselves. Be honest. Be honest with ourselves of our spiritual condition. And, and desire to do better, to be like Christ, more and more. But you see, sorry, friends, there are some Christians who go around with an air of pomposity, spiritual arrogance, and they think they have arrived. Who can compare yourself with Paul? He said, no. Especially some Christians' leaders. They do all sorts of things to show that they are spiritually perfect. They cultivate an attitude that they have already arrived at attained spiritual growth. With all sin of war, you know it. They put everybody down. But Paul said, I'm not a team. I'm not perfect. And so let us be honest and see our own spiritual conditions to what it really is. We got more growing to do. More beyond. 
See, I belong to that group that believes there's more beyond. There's more that we just, we just, we just starting. I say, why? I want to know Christ more. I want to be like him every day. And we need to remind ourselves there's more beyond. If Christ were to evaluate your spiritual life today, what will he see? What will he see in my own life? After all, he's the only one who knows where, you, where we all stand. Not like the Philippians who are putting him on a, on a spiritual uh, level, pedestal. Paul says he got more growing to not. And this, this comes as a result of being dissatisfied with our present condition. Be dissatisfied with your present spiritual condition. Something is wrong with you and myself if we are anytime fee satisfied with our spiritual condition. We should be pleased with our spiritual position because that Christ paid it for us. He positioned us. When he rose from the grave, he made us right with God. That our position is secure. What is our spiritual condition? I'm not satisfied. Are you? Something is wrong with you and myself. At any time we feel that satisfied with our spiritual condition. Our spiritual position, as I said, is secure. Paid by, by, for by the atoning work of Christ. But our spiritual condition is not perfect yet. We are still growing. We are still growing. We call it progressive sanctification. That's what the theologians call it. The Holy Spirit helps us step by step. Paul said to, to lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has a goal for you and I. And we should step by step, day by day, reach forward to achieving that goal never being satisfied with where we are. Paul wanted to, to see the nature of Jesus within himself. And that should be our goal, to be like Jesus. Anything short of that is complacency. Johnson John, John Oakman wrote a beautiful hymn Call higher ground. I love that hymn. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up. I'm not content the way I am. Not only should we be dissatisfied with our spiritual condition, but we should, number two, make an effort to grow in Christ's likeness. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having little 
of it. You see, spiritual growth is not automatic. It's not automatic. We got to work at it. It is intentional. It takes effort. It takes discipline. Look at first, look at uh, first Peter five. Look at first Peter five. First Peter chapter one, verses five. First Peter five. That passage where Paul said, keep adding, keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. Add to this, add to this, add to this, and we keep, keep adding. Second Peter, that is, I'm sorry. Second Peter. And you see that this, this, it takes effort. It takes work. Second Peter 1, 5. Now, for this reason, also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and to your moral excellence, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren, which are in the world. Keep adding, keep progressing. So it is not automatic. We have to strive toward Christ-likeness. Strive toward Christ-likeness. In verse 12, Paul says, he has not arrived, but he's striving together. What are you and I doing about the purpose we God has saved us in Christ. What are we doing? What are we living for? When we wake up in the morning, what drives our day? What purpose is driving our lives? What is our one goal in your life? Or say one thing I do like an Olympic runner, Paul specializes in one thing, reaching the goal, striving to be like Christ. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and the day of eternity. Amen. So in doing that, we are to forget the past. You are Pastor Dave, children message this morning. Forget the past. This means forgetting our past sins, past failures, and even our past successes. There are many Christians who are stuck in the past.
many of us Christians. You can't go, you can't come, you're stuck. Guilt, shame. And that allow you to, to go further. Every day, the devil brings that act that you committed, sinful act. He stares it in your face. You want to move. But Paul said, I refuse to look behind at my past. I refuse to be affected by my past. Each day is a fresh new day, new opportunity to grow towards becoming like Jesus. One commentator wrote, if you run, if you run with your eyes on the past, on past successes, then you will have the tendency to lay back on your accomplishments. If you run with your past failures, you will tend to be, you will tend to stay back for fear of failing again. So forget the past. Confess your sins. Confess your sins. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is doing a new thing. God, accept God's forgiveness and forgive yourself and move on. Once New Testament seminary professor lied to his dad as a young man, and his dad felt ter terribly about, about that lie. And as he was growing up, he stuck in his heart. And one day, he decided to write his dad as a grown man, young man. He said, Dad, will you please forgive me? He wanted to remind his dad what he did. You know, when I was growing up, I lied to you on certain, certain occasions. And the dad wrote back, son, you are forgiving. He felt a sense of relief. Not too long, his mom and his dad passed away. Not in succession, but closely. And as the oldest child, he went to, to the house to see their belongings. And as he um, was going through the things, he saw the letter he wrote his dad. And he started crying. When he turned around, he read, you are completely forgiving. Keep your mind on Christ and his amazing attributes. Focus on the cross. Forget the past, past failure and shattered dreams. God has a plan for your life. That's what he tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for work, welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. God's plans for you and me are better than our own plans. Trust him. 
You know, when I think about it, I wonder why God used Jacob, why God used David, why God used the Apostle Paul. Now, Apostle Saul, now Apostle Paul. But these are people who did terrible things. Jacob was a cheater. David committed adultery and killed, killed the husband of the woman. Saul stood by and the tomb Stephen to his delight. But God had a plan, he had a future. Forget the past. Also forget all the unfair, treat, treat, unfair treatments that you suffer on other people. Forget, forgive them and move on. Because Christ admonishes us to forgive those who persecute us, those who harm us. Forgive others. Then our Heavenly Father will forgive us our transgressions. Please, friends, leave self-righteousness behind. We must never judge other people. Never judge other people because you can never know the whole story of what they have been through and what they are going through. Only God does. Recently, in two sermons, we've been talking about the tax collector and the Pharisees. Maybe he didn't even know the tax collector. He just stereotyped. Oh, he's a tax collector. But the man had a soft heart, a remorseful heart, a penitent heart before God. And he was going on boasting how many times he prayed. Who left justify? The tax collector. So never judge people. Stop judging others. Jesus tells us to take the log out of our own eye before we can be bothered with a speck in our brother's eye. We are all sinners before a just God. So forget the past. Let yesterday not use up too much of today. Reach forward. This phrase pictures the runner in the race nearing the finishing line. He can be seen leaning forward and straining for the goal with all the strength in his being. Now can we honestly say we are running with every fiber of straining our being to reach our goal of becoming like Jesus? How do our daily routines reflect that? How much time do you spend in the Word of God? Reading the Gospels. I came across some books lately, The Saints of Jesus, beautiful books. Maybe get one, I'm planning to get one. It's all the saints of Jesus. All the saints of Jesus. Just reading and just take it in. The parables of Jesus. And just read them. Let them be parables. That's how we grow. That's how we grow. But we also grow when we maintain a singular focus 
towards being like Christ. We keep the goal in, in focus. We keep the goal in focus. We look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finish of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of God, the throne of God. Keep knowing Christ in focus. Wrong with our distraction. Wrong with endurance. Or say, I've fought a good fight. I've finished the course. I've kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me in the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to those to me on that day, and not only me, but all who have loved his appearing. Great Britain, Derek Redman. Derek Redman was a 400 meters runner. As he was running, his, his arm strength snapped during the Barcelona 1992 Olympic Games. But he was determined to reach the finishing line. He was limping, in pain, crying, but still going. His father saw the pain and couldn't stand it. He ran to the track and helped his son under his arm. And they reached the finishing line to the applause of the whole stadium. He reached the finishing line in pain. The father helping on the tribe. Jesus knows our struggles as we run this race. He feels our pains. As he sits up there, he knows how we're going through. But you know why the Holy Spirit comes? The Holy Spirit comes along and helps us day by day. We are not alone. We are not alone. Friends, keep pursuing the goal. And at the end of the journey, we definitely will wear the crown. But for now, let's examine our lives. Let's be honest. Let's avoid distraction and entanglement. Let's set attainable goals in this new year. Let our desire, desire be, I want to know Christ. If you are here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus Christ, I ask you to invite him into your heart. And for the rest of us who are Christians, let us forget the past, reach forward in becoming like Christ, all that he has saved us to be. Father, we thank you. Help us to be sincere and honest. Help us not to pretend this year. Help us to set Christ before us and striving to be all that he has saved us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.